Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gusty winds were a big concern for parade organizers. Just before 10.30, a first-time balloon, a 64-foot-tall Sonic the Hedgehog, was swept into a street lamp at 58th and Broadway and punctured. The balloon captain said the wind was causing problems. So it's a little more difficult than usual. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo and with me as always... Ben Vanell here. And boys, we didn't touch on this yet, I don't think, but the... Uh, Probably not today. This is pretty early on to have touched on it <laughs> the, by now. The Australian Labor Party won the election here. Oh, yep. yeah. And I'm inspired by, you know, Labor sort of practices. I've okay. decided to unionise. <laughs> oh. Okay, yep, yep. I'm unionising. Okay. As an employee of this podcast. Well... Right? I want better hours. <laughs> <laughs> I want better treatment. More regular breaks. Welcome to mine and Tommy's podcast, Filthy Casuals. <laughs> My name's well, Adam yeah. Knox. In the spirit of you know the video game industry, <laughs> yeah, people are unionising. One yeah. p.m. today. What kind of better hours are there? That was like... a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said with no shame, I'm getting a coffee, and it yeah. was fine. We didn't care. Um, yeah, but you should have been even nicer. <laughs> yeah, people are unionising, and we're able to do this job through uh, the the unionising of everyone who listens to this podcast. Yes, in uh, supporting us on Patreon dot com slash filthy casuals pod you get our videos early some of our videos early you also get a full bonus podcast every week where we do deep dives on movies and if you like the vibe and tone of this it's Mm. pretty much the same but it's about uh other stuff tv shows movies we kind of we riff it up on those sorts of topics we'll review something and then we'll kind of jump off and there's often episodes where we're just dicking around and being silly so Mm -hmm. uh Yeah. yeah get get on it it means the world to us as well. Everyone yeah. who signed yeah. up to it, thank you. And everyone who uh, might do, thank you. And everyone else who's listening, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And everyone who doesn't listen, hey, thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm but just practicing gratitude. I, and you know what? I'm not great at it yet. Because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'd be more grateful of the if the people who don't listen do start listening. Yes. To, yes. If yes. people who don't listen to this podcast, if you're listening right now, mm. start listening. I think you'll like it. There's listen always room up. to improve. Even if you are listening, listen twice. Maybe oh, you'll catch true. something on the second <laughs> <True>. time. <laughs> well, one way you can improve from listening to the show is yes. by coming and seeing it live. Mm. We announced this last week. We are doing a big live show in Melbourne, Saturday, July the 2nd at Comedy Republic at 5.30pm. And if you're not in Melbourne and you can't make it down for that reason, then you can also get a streaming ticket. It's yeah. filmed professionally. Uh, it will be available to watch for 24 hours after the gig, but you can also uh, tune in live. And yeah. Watch happening if streaming you tickets are a bit cheaper as well. I don't yep. think we mentioned that last time, but right. it's, it is cheaper to uh, to get a streaming ticket if you're not in 
Melbourne. And it should actually work now. Last week yes. that website oh, was yeah. down. The website was down for some reason. The ticketing site that they use at Comedy Republic is also used by other things. Right. And it's a, it's a very like a, an independent sort of ticket selling thing. So I can't imagine what sort of event they would have had on there to cause this. Mm. But people were getting on to buy tickets and it was saying like, you are the 400,000th person in yeah. line. I can't imagine yeah. what possible event ticketsearch.com could have had yeah. that had that many people wanting to buy tickets. But uh, Buying tickets to like the, the ticket search uh, troubleshooting seminar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was very annoying. That was almost immediately after we went on sale. We had yes. a few people hit us up that they couldn't get the tickets. But that has all been sorted now. So if you tried should, back there. Should be. Should be. Well, you know. Maybe it'll happen again and it'll turn out that our event is the one that's <laughs> causing it. I mean, that would be great. That yeah. would be a perfect problem Huge. to have. <laughs> But yeah, if you tried then and uh, and it didn't work, then uh, it is it is back up and running now. And um, it also because we're not the ones in charge of streaming, it will only be up for that twenty four hours. So it is, yeah, and yeah. it's meant to be a live thing. It's fun for it to be live. Yep. So yeah, you know. I wanted to emphasize like if you can come, please come in person because it's not going to be a good show if everyone watches online. <laughs> right. We know it's cold. We know it's rainy in Melbourne, but it's a it's one of the best venues I've yeah. ever been to for any live thing. It's fantastic. It is oh, good. Yeah, we hey, say four hundred thousand people can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's other stuff on in that. So come down right. and they, they have like a showcase show afterwards of other yeah. stand-up if you want to stick around and watch that. It's yes. a good place for a drink. Yeah. You're in the heart of the Melbourne Central Business District. I've yes. done stand-up a bunch of times there and it's a good venue for stand-up. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They, uh, they booked me to do a spot there two nights before our show, which seems like a mm. seems like a wasted opportunity to not just have me on <laughs> the thing that's immediately after our gig. Well, you can promote the show. Absolutely. Show. <laughs> Flyer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned before Ben uh, video game people are unionizing they are in the US Raven Software mm-hmm. who are like a big uh, QA right for Call of Duty yeah right uh, they, they mainly work on Call of Duty stuff, I think, and it is, I think, specifically the QA people have unionized, which is good. The, yeah. all, all of the talk about video game labor, uh, poor practices, exploitation, o- exploitation over the last few years in particular. Uh, is is starting to be a little bit resolved for some people. Mm. Or, you know, people are doing the right thing about it. Whatever politically you think of unions, the only correct thing to think <laughs> is that they're good. <laughs> I know my body was just like, oh, what are you going to do now? Yeah. I said that, then it was you like, it to oh. be, you want it to be, yeah, like even handed, but you're like, yeah. no, I have a p- specific position you know, on this. One of the most difficult surfaces to sit upon in real life is a fence. Mm. They're so thin, they're mm. so high up a you're, lot of the you're time. You're bound to fall one way or the other. It's going to hurt. Yeah. In yeah. the cartoons, they're very like pointy. So you yeah, get yeah, in real life too, not yeah. just cartoons. Plenty of <laughs> actual True. fences are yeah, yeah, quite pointy. Wire up the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's cool. It's it's sort of even outside of the realm of video games in some ways. That's that sort of thing. Right, right, right. It's more yes, like local laws and shit like yeah. that. But you know, uh, it's good. It's a yeah. good thing. I it think would so be too. it would be a utopian future where we can talk about games that we're enjoying without having to feel a degree of guilt about the yeah. horrible work practices that went into the people sacrificing their own mental health and personal totally. lives in order to make this product that we're enjoying. I don't yeah. want to play a game and, and I, imagine someone crying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. that's why. I always I also want to unionize podcasting because <laughs> I want to I want our listeners to be able to listen without going oh these guys sound so fucking depressed separate the art from the artist no you're right Adam I don't want to imagine the person crying because I can already see that in the reflection of the screen yeah. that I'm playing on if the light isn't you know right yeah. in the room yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Ben you are wearing a uh, beautiful blue top there okay yes. very similar I can't help but think that maybe this is a, a deliberate uh, fashion choice by you. Yep. 
Yes, you, it's it's almost uh, like it it's like the world, and you've got these like kind of tan pants on as well, mm-hmm. like you're doing the world's cheapest Sonic cosplay. <laughs> Just the vague color scheme of him. Yeah, I should have painted my shoes red. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I have. Yes, I did wear blue in honor of the blue blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we uh, watched. It was th- this morning. This dropped. There were like a time? couple this week. There was like yeah. a short little teaser trailer, and then a longer thing featuring that, more gameplay. Yeah, they did seven um, minutes today. Yeah. Sonic, <laughs> what's it called? Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. Frontiers. They did a little thirty-second video, and they were like, "Stay tuned in about seven hours for yeah. the longer video." It's like, why don't you just put the longer video up? They it's, also, I yeah. think, made a point to say because this, I think, it's through IGN. They're doing a sort of yeah, like, you know, little preview thing. The end of this one, they were like, "And there's going to be many more videos coming." soon because this was like very much just about exploration gameplay yeah and it wasn't honestly particularly interesting <laughs> no um <laughs> it was not it it does not look I wore a plain blue jumper <laughs> yeah. a plain blue blur i wore a salmon shirt mm. because i did not respect the little ball mm-hmm. um he yeah it, it's like whoever was controlling this little demo walkthrough thing was doing it in kind of an annoying way mm-hmm. just like, like slowly walking yeah. up to bits and then panning the camera around it's like can you just can you play this a bit so we actually know kind of so it was basically what it looks like is the the open world itself is very um very generic looking very it's not it doesn't have any of that kind of sonic flavor of like the cartoony like totally there's none of the palm trees or the whatever Mm. it's Mm. just like green fields it looks like sonic 06 that xbox 360 it's very real world looking sort of like kind of reminded me of halo infinite's world with with less detail yeah halo had more like crashed ships and totally it's like a rust or whatever where it's just like a a, there's a field go do stuff and it looks nice enough but it's it's basically it's yeah it's still very hard to tell what you're doing because it within mm. that there are little bits of like little rails and sort of springs and that kind of sonicy stuff but it is hard to get an impression of what uh, what what they're there for like what you're right. how you're really interacting with them in a in a gameplay way like this person was kind of zipping around them and it, it sort of looked fun the but it looked kind of weirdly tech demo almost yes and the movement looked weird it looked like kind of uh you know just just floaty and uh he was doing that when he was walking at the slowest speed the footsteps weren't matching up with the movement and yeah. he was kind of like um floating along and he ramps up to the highest speed and it looks like minecraft creator mode sort of mm. thing you know you're just sort of flying along kind of hovering through the world (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. it looks weird yeah and then structurally the impression i got is that it's a bit like something like uh bowser's fury Mm -hmm. where it's lots of small that was lots of small little bits that would be in a bigger mario level yeah separated from one another a little tower that you would climb that would normally be next closer to another tower but in this open world is further from another tower or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Except the problem is that that was very fun because it was all Mario levels that were broken up like that. Totally. And that this would... is all Sonic levels that are broken up like that. Yeah. yeah not even, and not even, but also without the aesthetic. Like exactly. The, all the, exactly. The Bowser's Fury still had that Mario coat of paint on it. Yeah. This yeah. just looks like a very drab because it is meant to be Sonic's transported to a mysterious, like, where is he kind of world. Yes. And again, it, it like I don't know. I it it still, I still think it looks like it could be okay, mm. but I also don't really trust that it will be because no. I don't think Sega, like the thing with all these different Sonic games, like there was a lot of stuff in this that at some point they decided is just part of the Sonic 3D canon of him grinding on rails. Right, like they sort of decided at one point was an integral part of Sonic, and it's always felt with Sonic like 
so many other IPs that have been around for a long time, even if they experiment and they mix it up, they still have like a core idea of like they know what the fundamentals of this series are. Mm. And with Sonic, they don't seem to have ever really had that down. Like the last major 3D one, Sonic Forces, where they had this like really self-serious storyline and the characters all had guns and stuff like that. Like there's no real overall guiding principle of like, and Bowser's Fury is a great example where they, they mixed it up, but they've still got this big overriding, this is what Mario is. This is the four or five things that are like, that are unchangeable. We can do whatever else we want outside of that, but these five things have to be there. Whereas this is like, that it's just, it could be any game. It could be any open world game that's just got a little fucking blue thing running around. People mention like, it, yeah, it is lacking those core design Sonic principles of like Sonic 1 through what, 3-ish? Three and Knuckles, yeah. You don't, there's no momentum, Mm -hmm. which is a, was a key thing of Sonic. Yeah. Building up momentum to get really, really fast. And then things like, um, Building up momentum and then going straight up the side of a hill, you know, yeah. and, and and it's like in this, it's like no, you jump off a little jumpy thing and then you can just like climb slash walk slash run up the side of buildings rather than having to create momentum and zoom up in a curve, yeah. you know, like a you know like a ramp, like that's all not there. And it's part of why Sonic had so much trouble transitioning into three D because mm-hmm. like the one the one example of where someone's gotten what Sonic is from the fundamental part of it was Sonic Mania, yeah, mm-hmm. and that I don't remember the name of the Whitehead. Something uh, like that. Yeah, C- Christian Whitehead, that I think is right. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed to have an understanding of exactly that, that Sonic is at this thing about being, it's like a pinball machine yes. almost. You are flying through this thing and quickly reacting to obstacles and zipping through. And in 3D, that level is just harder to build. Yes. And they did a few of them in Sonic Adventure 1 and then it just is so resource intensive that they're like, okay, also there's a cat who's slow and he fishes. Right. Because we yeah. can't right. build 100... 3D levels in an like that's so difficult we, to do right. and will we, take forever. It it is there's a reason that pinball isn't 3D. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like there are design and physics principles that restrict this. And like yeah, you could make a bunch of pinball tables in a 3D world, but that takes away from I guess what people would expect from a 3D platformer. And it will just yeah. and it and it the problem that they solved when they moved into 3D with Mario 64 was that we can't build long levels because it'll take too long. Right. We can build smaller levels that are denser yep. with, with multiple things and, in them. And yeah. it just doesn't yeah. translate to Sonic, which is exactly why then for the second one, they're like, oh, I guess we partnered with Soap Shoes now and he grinds. Right. And you're right, that hung around Did, for some reason. But then it was, yeah. I guess he like is a person and he snowboards and he fucks women now. And right. I guess in this one, he's a werewolf. And in this one, I guess he like... Uh. Well, at a certain point, they transitioned into it being these very like uh, still kind of levels and their version of 3D Sonic was kind of up and down, like Crash Bandicoot style, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than it being fully kind of 3D. And even that, I tried that Sonic Colors game and they re-released it uh, a few months ago mm. and it was so dull. And I think, you know, we're all ready to see like a fully open world Mario, which Bowser's Fury kind of teased, and mm-hmm. then Breath of the Wild, of course, was such a welcome thing for them to do with those series because they had really done some of the best stuff that you can possibly do with the templates that they had for those games in 3D, Mm. but they still haven't quite gotten that with Sonic. There's not a confined 3D Sonic platformer that's like perfect and great and gets the best out of the concept and fulfills what you would want from that, from playing those games in Mm. 2D. So the, the kind of thing of going like, it's time to go open world. It's like, just make a good 
3D yeah. platformer. Just right. make a good level-based 3D platformer with him in it first and then do the open-world stuff. Or do 2D still. Like, there were a bunch of games. Yeah. What was that indie game that you were like a... It was like pinball platforming. Yoku's oh, Yoku, Express. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and there's amazing 2D platformers still coming out. And Sonic Mania is one of them. It's exactly. crazy yeah. that exactly. they... The but then story... think about like um, Rayman Legends. Like yep. Introduce other mechanics, like the, the music levels in that were fantastic, but also just designing groundbreaking 2D platformer levels is mm. still possible. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, I think the story was that they... That team that made Mania, they wanted, they were ready to do two, and Sega aborted it. Yep. So it's like they, <laughs> I mean, that that tells you so much about how kind of little they get about like just just pump out two more of them, make them a trilogy. Like yes. that team building in more of those characters yeah. and getting you know, because I mean, everyone who loved Sonic back in the day loved that game. Yeah, I've been replaying it recently. It's it's so good, and I yeah. like I'd love for this game to be good, and I guess maybe the whole thing of having like a big open plane for him to like zoom around in mm. could be really fun because it, it gets over that problem of how do you kind of have that freedom of that speed in these like kind of small squished in levels Absolutely. where you still right. do have to sort of do the platforming and all that kind of stuff, if which ends, didn't really work for me with a lot of things. Yeah. If it ends up being that the world is barren because you're zipping through it so fast, right. then it looks weird in trailers maybe, but in practice it works. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm the same. I would love for this game to be really good and when everyone listens to this for the second time like we've already told them that they uh, need to apparently that we sound ridiculous because right. it, it ends up being the game of the year and whatever like I would well, love yeah. for this game to be good but we it talk just, about it all the time you know. but go back and listen to our first impressions of Breath in the Wild when right. we went yeah, to that yeah. uh, hands on event we all hated it we thought they yeah. we thought that was a nail in the coffin we were way off yeah. yeah so I mean this could I mean yeah on paper but again I just wish it was a bit more uh, yeah I wish it was a bit more like cartoony and yes, was doing yes. a bit more of that old school Sonic stuff in its in its aesthetics rather than totally. this thing of yeah oh he's been transported to the real world it's like there's plenty of games that look like this set in the real world it, that, it, are, yeah. that are great like, it seems like the, yes their pitch had so much like promise of like Sonic's changing into this thing and we're doing an open world and it's going to be different and then you see this footage and it's like they don't actually have any ideas is the thing that comes through yeah. with this and speaking of open world games that don't have any <laughs> new ideas but uh, they're doing them anyway Pokemon Scarlet oh, yeah. and Violet had a uh, yeah, also another trailer, like a three-minute one. But this is kind of what I'm talking about with the, like, they experiment with a lot with the Pokemon games, not the mainline ones, but they right. have all the offshoot ones where they kind of fuck around and do different stuff. Yeah. But there is this core, like, unifying idea of, like, this is what Pokemon is. And even if we're doing, like, a weird puzzle game or those weird dungeon games, there still is a core thing that's, like, yeah. they're not really fucking with what the world is right and honestly like this one is looking more and more like it is structured the same as Arceus Pokemon Legends Arceus Arceus Mm -hmm. well this is the big difference with this one which would be cool I I really like that yeah Yeah. the big difference with this one is that it's um it's 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 open world. It's, it's you can do it in any order. Yes, they don't say that in the trailer, but on their website they put up with the trailer. It specifically says that you can approach it in any order. Which right. is yeah, which is exciting. Like that's yeah. the thing that's kind of got me interested. And this is probably something not something that I'll engage with with it, but. I'm sure there are people that are jazzed about this. You can play. You can have four of you running around in it at oh, the right. same time, which I'm sure is uh, for some people going to be a big game changer. Like You'll a probably big... do that once for a video or something yeah. as well. Sure, yeah, true. Yeah, true. it's a neat idea. Yeah. it's yeah. kind of. I mean, you've been in the in the previous one. You could do. 
you could team up and do battles online, couldn't you? But you you couldn't really run through the world. You've together. had no, I don't I don't believe so. You can do mm. battles, and there have been two on two battles before. So I guess you've right. had four player Pokemon in the past. I right. think, but um. I, I guess this means that you will have four on one battles. And you know mm. what? In Sword and Shield, there were those sort of group like raids almost against the like me- mega oh, versions. Yeah, sure. of, yeah, yeah. So they've, they've yeah. you know, it, it's as with Pokemon, it is an evolutionary thing rather than a new thing. Yeah. But a, but a, and a slow evolution. They did a but classic. But it looks uh, cool. And I mm. like the three little new Pokemon. And yeah. I don't right. know. I'm more into the designs of these ones that they've shown off than I had. There's something about them that seems very like, very old school, very like refined yeah. and okay. sort of like classic. Like they're not, they've stopped trying to like add too much stuff on and make them like they did a bit of a classic thing that they love to do where they're like tune in we're gonna be giving you more information and it's this huge event where we're going to be revealing some of the new pokemon oh, yeah. strap in everyone and then you get to the video and it's like guess what it's a pig yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like <laughs> Called, sick yeah. he looks awesome and yeah. the, pig, the pig's name is lechonk yeah which yeah, that's, i that's good the idea that pokemon will just be named after reddit comments <laughs> yeah. from now on yeah. is but yeah the starters <laughs> all look way more appealing to me in this one than the previous one i don't know if like that there's maybe been a like a slight shift in the art department or the art mm. directors changed or whatever, but it, it just something about it has a bit nicer of a yeah. It, it seems like it's a bit more of a yeah like a back to basics design approach, which I which, kind which of. I'm into. But then with some because like one of they showed those like the legendary mm. ones you catch at the end, and they're kind of a couple of dragons, one of which has jets instead yeah, of yeah, legs. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Po- Violet, right? But, uh, yes, yeah. and that's. A silly idea in the way of the like DS kind of generation of like this one's keys and this is a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it works in this one, and I don't know. So I, I, I'm. It's it's still insane to me that this game will come out in November. Yeah, and the Legends one came out in January. Like two Less, games yeah. that are this new format of like open world Pokemon in the same year is the weirdest shit. Yeah, at three games, I guess technically, um, but. Yeah, it 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 does look like that game was really good, and I am hopeful that this game will continue to be as fun as that. I still want to know more about yeah how much of the Arceus sort of stuff is in there. I it have looks f- the same. It, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling that the like catching of them at least is back to having to do that within yes. battle, which is but it had someone sneaking up to one of them did, in yeah. the in the world. I still think I agree. I think Tommy in that they. And they probably would have showed if it was real time in open Maybe. world without being segmented off, right? I, I agree they, with you. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like if they, it's weird to have kind of not said it because yeah, that's a thing that people I think they're know. fucking weird. Yeah, I think that there's <laughs> yeah. you just literally can't tell until it comes out what anything's going to be because they, they were yeah. saying the same thing about Sword and Shield where they're like, oh, yes. these are like on the console for the first time. They're kind of open world, and then you got them. And you're like, no, they're fucking not. What yeah. are you talking about? Well, yeah. and Arceus, they had said very little about. Right, you know, we were like, mm. what is this? Is this mm. like a side thing where you just kind of walk around and look at them, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, it's. A Pokemon. It's like a full Pokemon game. It's yeah. got the battling. It's got all of that. And the stuff that, like, I feel like we would have been even more excited about of, like, it's g- genuinely open world. Right. It's genuinely, like, yes, the combat is sort of real time. The catching is, like, emphasizing, like, yeah, if mm. you, like, distract, like, you know, just laying out that fun um, gameplay loop of Arceus yeah. would have been more exciting to us than holding back like they are doing with Scarlet and Violet as well. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're still months away. Nintendo has a big thing in uh, this month, June. 
That's because yeah, so all those things are coming up soon, right? The yeah. the PlayStation showcase that is instead of E3, basically, yep. is tomorrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that will have PSVR stuff. Third party games. Third party games. Yep. I don't know. They. I think they've said it's going to be like 20-something minutes, right? Okay. So right. I don't think it's quite of the scale. No, they'll probably do another 20-minute one in a couple of months as in, well, right? September or whatever, yeah. probably. Because, yeah, the E3 is not happening this year. And Jeff Keighley doing um, the Summer Games thing was like, hey, everyone, just so you know, like we're doing Summer Games Fest. It's going to be great. But this is like, I think he called it a video game gap year yeah, because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Although where... PlayStation are part of the Summer Games Fest mm-hmm. as well as doing this thing tomorrow. There will be so, yeah. a bunch of stuff, but I think it will be games that we know about. There won't be a lot of big, because anything that got started during COVID yep. will take longer than a normal game to get made. Yeah. yeah. And all the ones that were being made have taken longer. You so know what, what my prediction yeah. is? What? They'll announce a PS5 Pro along with the PSVR 2. That would be... I would be very surprised by that. I'd There's be surprised. Whispers but... about... Because like... <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You're predicting it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be surprising if it comes true. But I think, you know, it's like, well, they've got another... Bit... Big powerful headset thing. Yeah, True, yeah. I think be it's, crazy. I think it's too soon because it might be too soon. That's I a think piece it's still of people hardware just can't too. Get the like right. the originals. Like, there's really no need for them yeah. to put a new thing out on the market. Maybe an underpowered one. Well, maybe an underpowered one with more available parts. While so, a ton of because they said they <laughs> will a PS5 amateur. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they said they will uh, have wrapped up making PS4 games by 2025. Yeah, the right. other day, Jesus Christ. which isn't that weird because, like, a lot of those soccer ones and whatever will oh, yeah, come yeah. out on the previous generation for a long time That's more true. than regular games. That's true. But um, I reckon Nintendo's next big direct is going to happen uh, June nine mm. because that's the day before the Mario Soccer game comes out. So mm. they'll have one on June nine and. 25 minutes of it will be dedicated to a game that's coming out in <laughs> yes. 24 hours. Let's yeah. go through all hours. the characters. All the characters. All the moves. <laughs> full control guide. Yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Xbox is doing one, uh, mm-hmm. I think, Friday week. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's when Summer Games Fest is too. So wow. there's a bunch, bunch of those. Ubisoft have said they're not doing yeah, one. No, so that. all yeah. of those ones. And at some point it got fucking stupid where every developer was doing their own press conference. <laughs> yes. But they only had like one game to show. So it's like, well, I don't want to watch a fucking The Crew 2 press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, all of those are basically gone and it's just these sort of bigger ones that will be at a smaller scale. Yes. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to all of that. I love that stuff. Yeah. And yep. uh, it's a shame there's no E3, but also there there are a bunch of announcey streamy things going to happen during the next couple of weeks, which is, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. More announcements. Any, any predictions for the Sony one tomorrow of like... Mm. Well, if they were going to... Because I think it's going to be a bunch of Sony-backed VR titles. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've said it'll launch with 20 games. So yep. I would imagine wow. we'd see the majority of those if even some of them are uh, like either existing games on mm-hmm. an Oculus or whatever that we uh, that are just cut together in one of those little trailers. But definitely uh, a bunch of PSVR stuff. They said they'll show that Horizon thing. Beat Saber's yes. going to be like the new... Um, it's going to be like Skyrim, but for VR, I reckon. Yeah, it's like any new yeah. VR thing that comes along. It's like, well, you got to mention that I could imagine Beat Saber's them, a part of it. Yeah. I could imagine them trying to do their own one. Yeah. Like yeah, Sony. Yeah. Yeah, oh, whatever, with more frequency or... stuff for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That would be um, sick. I, I think it will be a lot of VR stuff. I think they will give a date to God of War Ragnarok. Oh, sure. And I think yeah. it will be this year. Yeah. 
and you'd um, have to imagine a new Astrobot if they're doing big VR. Yeah, true. So that would be great. True. I would. That would be the the ideal is mm. a, a new Astrobot with that VR two. And I guess VR two will probably launch this year as well. Ooh. Yeah, if they do, if this is essentially mostly dedicated to it. Yeah, and we're only in the first half of the year. Yeah, and it's probably hardware they can manufacture more reliably than a PS five. Yeah, so I would imagine that they're hoping they can sell a lot more of that than the I amount wonder, of though, PS5s yeah. are able to make. But who knows? That'd be a great end of the year. I was going to say, surely, plus a, surely a holiday. Headset. Yeah, holiday release. Yeah, yeah. because if it's thing. not the end of this year, it'd have to be the end of 2023, right? Probably. And that seems a long way away. Yeah. And the PS... Fuck, man. The PS5 will have been out for three years by then. Yeah. But it's. I think, yeah, it's going to be ages before there's a pro of anything. Maybe they announced that it's all coming out at the end of next year. And maybe. that includes maybe a... Yeah. Stuff could be longer than normal because this will make sense with olden days times, but right. COVID happened and I think probably, yes, everything is at least a year back from where you would imagine it normally being. Which so, is annoying yeah. because we felt last year, you know, we were doing the show mostly in lockdown, yep. which was very difficult, but stuff was still coming out so regularly. Like yeah. content... I was talking to someone about this the other day. Content-wise, we were... We're fine. It felt like we had new stuff to talk about nearly every week, mm. and I, I was feeling like, "Oh, this is awesome! Video games just, just <laughs> they dodged, never die. <laughs> they just dodged the pandemic. This yeah. is great." And when you know the start of it, when like ci- yeah. you know cinemas were closing, so movies had to be bumped back. Yeah, games are still coming out. It just delivered straight to your house. Yeah. Awesome. And now, now that the world's open, we are. Sw- and you know what? What can we do? What can we do if games can't coming out? I've we can got, travel, but I don't want to. I've yeah. got more social occasions than ever to avoid. Yeah. And nothing to do during them. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah. We can watch all those movies that were delayed. That's and you can true. listen to us review them on patreon.com slash pod. And if you yourself have a social occasion coming up and you think it might be quite a personal social occasion, mm. then it's a good idea to get your shit together Get your body in order yes. and trim your hair, for That's, goodness sake. If you're Order, attending yeah. auditions for Puppetry of the Penis <laughs> and or the Chippendales. Well, you don't have a big AAA title coming up to use as an excuse to not go to a party. i got a pretty mm. average AAA title. Yeah, not big. But you could, I mean, you could, use the, uh, you could use the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right. As your excuse. Oh, sorry, I can't come to this party. I've got to shave my pubes. <laughs> it's going to be an all-night job. Yeah. It's really gotten out of control down there. Ah, that means you're not using the Lawnmower 4.0 because that'll get it done quickly. <laughs> it's like the old, you From know, manscaped. Oh, by oh, the way, <laughs> I'm washing my hair. I can't come. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go on this date with you. I have to shave my balls <laughs> for the ne- for the hopeful next date with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I miss the first one and hopefully go straight to the second. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do a FaceTime. Uh, so, boys, sweaty sack summer is approaching. Oh, okay. In the Northern Hemisphere. Well, not yeah, not here. Cold yeah. sack winter. It's cold sack winter. Okay, I'll try and flip it. And it's time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, Mm -hmm. have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the... Okay, well, I'm lying here because we haven't got the boxes yet. I've had the honour of testing out these new boxes. Oh, the honour. <laughs> wow. My lord. <laughs> and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. Oh, maybe it's the perspective of the copywriter. Yeah. He's definitely tested them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. had the honour. That yeah. copywriter OBE, which stands for Original Boxes Experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. Ah. I like that. Lungs for your loins. Oh. What else do you breathe with? A mouth for down south. (laughs) Yep. They even lungs for the well hung. A throat for your scrub. Okay. All right. Oxygen 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they even trademarked... For your boxer region. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, TM. So you know it's serious. Uh, I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using code FILTHY at manscaped.com. That's a, that was a nice, uh, fun little bit of copy there. Yeah. yeah. Went in a few different directions. Uh, it was uh, Yeah, it was one of the least disturbing ones that yes. ever sent us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of fun little bits of copy, a game Ooh. that has sort of copied a few other things and put them together in a very fun little way yes. is something I've been playing. It costs $3. In a fun, average-sized package. Uh, it, it, well, it's automatically it runs in a window. So it is a smaller package yeah. than normal as well. Okay. It's called Vampire Survivors. Right. And This is it, a Game Pass game? No, it's on Steam. I think it's only oh. on Steam right now. Okay. Um, it costs three dollars and ninety nine cents. Ooh! And it's basically if it cookie. Was four dollars, I'd be out. <laughs> yeah, that's my limit. Four, four flat. <laughs> if you took Cookie Clicker, but it was like a sort of top down combat game. Oh no! This is a kind of that. Now I'm going to say a bunch Goodbye, of words. Goodbye, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to say a bunch of words that might sound unappealing. Okay. But put together in this package. Ben Vanell, Tommy Dice, Lower and <laughs> So it is kind of a roguelike, kind of a clicker type game kind of like a top down uh like diablo style looter shooter almost thing mm-hmm. yeah it is um pixel art and the, you know it's all these things that easily could just feel like this sort of boring generic a like bit overdone at this point easy uh, right, to sort of dismiss uncreative kind of thing but in this they work really well together it is like this uh kind of castlevania styled game where you um this little character in the middle of the screen, all you can do is move up, down, left, right. Okay. You can use your mouse or your keys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're automatically whipping, right? Okay. And so you, you've got a, a little whip that comes out, sort of like a, the cookie clicker thing where you get a cookie every second at mm-hmm. the start or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. whipping to whichever direction you're facing can either be left or right. Those are the two, two of the cardinal directions. You can't yep. whip up. You can't whip down. But later on, as you kill these enemies that are sort of approaching towards you in like a horde mode type of thing. Right. Ton of enemies, you're sort of dodging and trying to kill. You'll get experience, which lets you get different weapons. Every time you level up, you can either get a different weapon or a power-up that gives you more armor or more health or Mm -hmm. whatever. And you are trying to go for as long as you can. More and more enemies will show up. Different types of enemies will show up. And uh, you'll be collecting gold and experience along the way. When you die, you use this gold to get permanent upgrades that upgrade your whole account for every run or whatever. Right. So It sounds like Loop Hero, except instead of a top-down loop, it was a side-to-side It's loop. like a real-time loop. So you're going up and down and left and right too on sort of like a, a, a world that, you know, loops back on itself. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You go up for long enough. It's like you've gone down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You it see what like, I mean? You go to the left, like you come Hero. out the right. Oh, yeah. Mm. It might be like Loop Hero. I never ended up... Um, but it's, so Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. Because it's like when you die or you go back to camp, you upgrade your camp. Mm-hmm. And that applies permanent upgrades to right. your character. Yeah, yeah. And your camp is just a main menu for this. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you're, you're doing this like bullet hell kind of game mm. where you're dodging these enemies and trying to kill them and getting these upgrades... And it's super simple, very straightforward, really satisfying. It just feels nice, and the enemies cool. move at a good speed. Have a look at there it. are little we'll kind check. of pockets that you try and weave your way through that are fun enough, and it lasts for you know ten minutes maybe. Right, and then you get a little upgrade, and you go back in the next time, and you're a little uh, more powerful. There are four different characters. Oh. 
who I... So you're quite small on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of enemies coming at you at some yeah. point. Yep, yep, yep. 10 out of 10 on Steam. Hello. Oh. Well... Okay, I've never seen Steam review. Oh, I guess Steam reviews. No, that yeah. I have seen that. What, I see that every day. What did you think day. I meant? <laughs> I thought you meant that Steam had rated its own game, and it's like, well, that's pretty. <laughs> I don't know if I trust the, the service of selling interest, me it yeah. to rate. True. Well, I mean, they didn't make it. Yeah, they're just getting money from I it. I think it's made in JavaScript. Yeah, it okay. looks. It does look yeah, pretty, yeah, looks very. This looks cool. It's really Moorish and fun, and it's the sort of thing you can just chuck on for a couple of minutes in mm. between doing other stuff. That um, it's you know very old fashioned and arcadey sort of looking. Yeah. You get little treasure chests at some point that'll give you a random upgrade, and you're you you're going through and trying to last as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Each of the different weapons works in a slightly different way, so you get knives that shoot out of you, or like a magic one that shoots fireballs in a random direction, or like an axe that kind of throws up and then goes down, like oh, in yeah. Castlevania. Yep. Um, it's really satisfying and uh, well built. And it, I want to just keep going and get everything. There are four different characters. Mm-hmm. You only have one unlocked at the start. But I, cool. I, yeah, I want to keep playing this in between doing more important stuff. According to the developer's Twitter, it is on PC Game Pass. It is on Game yeah, Pass? Yeah, that's where I'd seen it, yeah. Right. Well, I've accidentally given them four more dollars than I needed to. Not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That sent <laughs> remains mine. Here. <laughs> they can pry that from your cult dead vampire fingers. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it is on Steam and it's on Game Pass and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, get it. Sounds it sounds cool. I'm going to get it for sure. It's it's a lot of fun and it. I assume we'll come to other things later. You would imagine they would want it too. Yep. It's the sort of thing where you could chuck this on a phone and play this for five minutes on the train. Mm. Bubby, you're having a good time. Bubby. Yeah, Bubby. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't decide whether to say buddy or baby and it came out Bubby and I I was fine with it. No, Bubby's nice. Vampire survivors. I've been playing a bit of a PC game as well, a bit of a PC classic. Oh. Oh. We know what it is. I love yeah. a classic. Yeah. God, it's good. When What's the point, do you reckon? How old can something be before you... Because there's an instant classic. Sure. Yeah. And there's but, a modern classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, can something become a classic again? Or is it like music where classical is an error? Okay, well, what does mm. something... People... I'm very sceptical of instant classic because yeah. it's like... What does that just mean? Oh, it just means it's good. Oh, it's really, really, really <laughs> good. Yeah, but it's I like, like it how much stuff comes out that there's so much, not just in games, but in anything, there's so much hype about it at the time. And then, you know, five years on, you realize I haven't heard anyone talk about that post the week that it came out. Yeah. Therefore, not a classic. Yeah. But what's a modern classic? Is that just within the last, what, it's, like, it's last 10 years? decade, I would say. Yeah, yeah sure. Roughly. Turn, maybe turn of, turn of the millennium. Dark Souls is a modern classic that is moving. Into becoming a classic. A classic. I think now that Elden Ring's out, and now that we're getting a lot of games that are copying that formula, yeah. I think it's certified classic. It might be, and it's yeah, mate. It's that is classic. Oh, influential, right? If yeah. it's had enough time to be influential. Yes, that, I think that's the yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm satisfied with that conversation. So our first <laughs> episode of the pod. Classic. Classic. Now it's classic. This episode? Instant classic. (laughs) Well, I think this game... Because, I mean, the the ultimate ones, they become all three, right? This conversation 
absolutely not in the classic book. This is classic us. <laughs> Steve would have rated it 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Has nothing to do with video games at all and is a waste of everyone's time. I didn't yeah, realize that's classic that. us. Yeah. I wish I'd have known I could get this conversation for free on the main feed rather than paying for it on we the should, Patreon. We here. should call the Patreon podcast Classic Casuals. Classic Casuals. That's good. Right? A little bit yeah. of a Frasier sting at the start. And then people don't like that. No, no, wait. That's New Casuals. Oh, oh yeah. and then we go back. We delete it. People I hate casuals it. Casuals two it. Classic yeah. casuals. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, this game would have been. I mean, the true ones. They're all three, right? They mm-hmm. come out. People like this is an instant classic. Yep. People loving it, and then it's like even a few years later, the modern classic. And then now, a game called The Secret of Monkey Island. Yes, is regarded as a classic of the point and click. Genre. I think yep. it's probably the 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 just the lead one. It is the uh, like the most iconic kind of when yep. you list influential and well regarded point and click games. Secret of Monkey Island's probably the number one. Mm-hmm. I, I would think say it's, so. Yeah, it, it's the proto. I mean, I think for most people, it's like whichever one you went to first is probably like when I think of these games, I think of Sam and Max hit the road, right? Because I played that before. I like yeah, I'd never played this back in the day. I played Sam mm. and Max. I really loved that. Uh, and then I went and got uh, Day of the Tentacle back mm-hmm. in the day because it was kind of similar looking art style. And this one, this series was always a bit kind of, I guess by that point there were already a couple out and the the first one was kind of, it was a little bit too archaic looking at that right, point. Right. Like it... Um, looked it, a bit like a classic. It it did look too much like a classic. Yeah. And I was at the but age how does where something you have think to classic look stuff is bad. <laughs> <laughs> look old, right? Yeah, like when you're 15 yeah. and you're like, Casablanca, it's black and white. Right. Yep. But it is a classic. It is a classic. <laughs> it's Nothing can change that. Yes. Um, yeah, so I've been uh, been playing this this week and uh, boy, oh boy, it is, it is very hard to rewire your brain to the 1990s point and click logic of mm-hmm. gameplay. Um, I think they definitely, LucasArts kind of learn, uh, you know, a lot about this as they go along. Like, so I re-downloaded Sam and Max Hit the Road as right. well, just because I was like feeling the point and click kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot more, maybe it's just because, I mean, a big part of it is probably like I've played that one before, so I kind of, I still kind of remember right. things about it. But it does just feel a little more intuitive of like, the things that you do kind of early on are sort of showing you how these mechanics work. Mm-hmm. Whereas Monkey Island's got a, a lot of stuff where like going up onto the full island map where you go onto the lookout and you just kind of yep. go a different direction. Yep. That's never like really stated that that's there. Yeah. You just kind of leave that area at the start and you kind of think you're in the main bit. And then, you know, you just reach a point where you've hit a brick wall and you just kind of backtracking over every yeah. little area, looking everywhere and you're like, oh, there's all these other... Am I meant to be here? Like, there's mm. no, there's no point where it said like, "Hey, by the way, if you go up here, you can go to the whole rest of the island." Um, there's a bit where you've got to like sneak into a kitchen. Mm-hmm. You, if you go and try and go in there, the chef will tell you to go away, and so you have to wait for him to just like walk out into the bar and then go in after him. Which again isn't kind of a setup that it's sort of shown you that that's how things can work in mm. this version of puzzle solving. I thought that was just kind of a, a little set dressing animation of him walking around. Like I right. thought he'd still see me and tell me to fuck off. This is stuff that people said about these games at the time. Too, sure. To be yeah, fair. yeah. They were, yeah. They were hard games at the time. Yeah. So I'm having to kind of have the, I'm trying to like do as much as I can. Like I'm getting bits where I'm like, oh, okay, obviously this goes here and I give this to this person. Right. And then I'm still having to have a guide open. And a lot of the time it's like, yeah, I thought I'd, I did that. 
Like I what? Yeah. Mm. You know, it's funny. So you're playing the uh, remastered version of yeah. it, and That's it's right. interesting that in that, in the 20 years that were between those two versions coming out, mm. I so I played that back in the time when that remastered, when the remastered version came out, yeah. came out as well. They haven't altered any of that sort of thing as well. Like no, right. all of the puzzles and some of the more obscure ones that they've had 20 years of feedback on, mm. they're unchanged. It is just a, a skin over the top Which of the original game. Which, you know, I, game. Kind of, I kind of respect that because they've got a thing where you can like hit a button and it like it jumps back and forth between the remastered visuals yeah. oh, and yeah. the classic visuals, which I guess if they'd changed it too much, you wouldn't be able to have it just... You know, you wouldn't yeah. be able to have it like toggle for sure. So that, same as those Halo ones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I I'm not saying this is a criticism of it. Like it's you know, it's it's obviously very influential and it is satisfying when you get it right. And I can imagine back in the day just beating your head against the wall, but then finally getting it. And mm-hmm. or like I remember with Day of the Tentacle, I had to I, f- I can't remember how I found out that this existed, but like sending away for a guide of it on a floppy disk that I oh, had yeah. open in another window of like just a text document of like how to do it all because mm. i just got to this bit where i'm like i don't know yeah i literally have no idea what to do and even that in its own way of like finally tracking down the answer through someone else when it wasn't right. like an immediate like that felt like you had done this like real world kind of puzzle solving thing of yeah. like you had gone out and put the effort in and taken the time to find out how to do it even though it was someone just telling you how to do it it's one of the hardest things in the world to do with puzzle games which point and click games basically are mm. it's yeah. like that's why stuff like outer wilds is so good to me is because it can have these really complicated leaps of logic that you need to make or whatever not leaps but uh, processes that you need to go through to figure out the answer to the puzzle and to guide someone enough that you don't feel like you're being told the answer yeah. or shown the answer, but that you are figuring it out with stuff like that kitchen thing. It's yeah. the hardest thing in the world to do. I mean, yeah, there's like a bit where there's a guy that wants you to get rid Other of... Other than some- being a mother. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy that wants you to get rid of some rats and you're like, before yes. he'll help you out. And then you come across some gopher repellent. And I was like, well, let me guess. The gopher repellent is going to be the thing to get rid of the rats, even though it's a different, you know what I mean? It's like mm. a different animal. But yeah. you just like kind of things like that. But uh, yeah, I am still really enjoying it, even though I'm for the most part like, you know, doing a few things in a row and getting a bit of progress and then just being like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing now. I'll just go look at the look at the guide. But mm. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying playing through this and just knowing that, yeah, this is where it all starts and then going to Sam and Max, which is five years on i think even less maybe mm. but it's still there's you can just see they they right. learn enough kind of in that in the intervening year because it's is it it's yeah it's monkey on then it's i think they go monkey island one and two kind of back to yeah back. Yes. then maybe day of the tentacle then sam and max? day of the tentacle because maniac mansion was before monkey yeah. island and right. then sam and max then like full throttle then yep. that third monkey island it's something oh, yeah. like that yep. but just the and weird like loom in the yeah. middle mm. and the weird like Advertising, uh, the the weird, yeah, the Loom's advertised in <laughs> Monkey Island, which yeah. I find funny. Just the weird kind of like writing and tone and performances right. that are in these games, like that is very um, consistent across. I, I like that there's just this like kind of core team of them that are sort of working across all of these games where the, yeah, the, the vibe and the humor is all kind of very similar. And I remember finding so much stuff about Sam and Max, like, deeply unsettling when I was playing it back <laughs> right. in the day. Like I remember there's a thing where you can – you if you try and pick something up that uh, Sam won't – that he can't pick up, mm. he'll be like, oh, I can't, I can't pick that up. 
and you could just like do it again and again and again and again and his dialogue would start to change where he'd be like, listen, mm. stop trying to get me to do this. Yeah. And then you would do it again and he would just be like, that's it, I'm not talking to you anymore. And if you tried to get him to do things, he would just like whimper at you. And I remember really feeling like, oh, the game's like communicating with me. Right. Like I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> My computer's angry at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, really enjoying it. Going to crack through with it and nice. uh, try and do all of them because there's that new one coming out. What the... Uh, I think they might have said this year. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I can't remember if that one was meant to be episodic either. Because right. you've got those... Uh, uh, the Monkey Island 1 and 2, tale. then Curse... And then Escape from Monkey Island, which was the 3D one, and then those Telltale ones, right. which are those episodic ones. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right. So but there's yeah. a lot of Monkey Islands to get through before Fun you Fun performances. Down. You were telling me, Adam, that you prefer the um, the original kind of uh, visuals of it. I like the classics. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree. Like, you, you, you switch back and it's like, it does look a bit, it does look way vibier. I yeah. wish that the remastered version was just like that, but up Slightly right. and with the more modern yeah. sort of like approach to the inventory and stuff. Like yeah. very, it's very different art styles as well. It's not like it's a pixel version and like then a hand drawn version. They the faces of the characters look completely different. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Like there's something about it that even though it's way more detailed and uh, you know it's like painted backdrops and everything, it just there's something about it that just looks a little soulless compared to yeah. the original one. Like you like one where you're at like a shack. That's at night and there's like light coming out of the windows. When it's kind of painted, it's like, oh yeah, cool. That looks like what that would look like. But you go into the OG and it's like this, you know, this harsh blue and then this like really vibrant orange kind of like poking out through the windows, which just looks so much more visually dynamic when it's like 256 colors versus like, oh, well, that's just a painting of. Right. They had to go for a style because they were so restricted. Whereas, Yeah. yeah, the remaster is just like. Basic. Yep. Anyway, mm. that's my recommendation for this week, folks. Check out 1990s <laughs> The Secret of Monkey Island. <laughs> well, you said that the new one looked a bit soulless. And that got me thinking about a little game I've been playing recently <laughs> uh, that's filled with souls. Uh, called is this du- a classic? I, a modern classic? I don't know. Instant okay. classic. I don't think it was an instant classic. I could be wrong, but I wasn't following this franchise uh, at the time of this game's release. Okay. Dark Souls 3. Oh, I didn't think it was actually going to be Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So um, you finished Bloodborne. I or, did. Right. And now have gone, I guess the next one that came out after Bloodborne was Dark Souls 3. Yes. Going backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't mention it on the pod, but I finished Bloodborne. Or at least I got to the end right. where you can make a choice. And one of the choices makes the game end. Right. And one of them makes you fight another boss. And I got to the, I made the boss choice. Yeah. And I haven't beaten the boss yet. <laughs> okay. But I basically finished if it. If you'd have chosen the other one, then it would have been over. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's over. Um, but yeah, loved Bloodborne. Loved it. I think it's, you know, one of my favorite ga- games of all time. Yeah. Like, An instant classic. Ben classic? Instant BB classic, <laughs> yes. Um, when we redo our top games of all time, it may be in there. Oh, okay. It's um, a good ass game. It's a fucking good. And so I was like, Baby, give me some more. Yeah. And yeah, Dark Souls 3 is the next most recent. Um, and I've played the start. I beat beat the first you know boss that's meant to kill you. I'm like, oh, cool. I know how to play Souls games now. Mm-hmm. You know, like first try, just went through. And um, it's awesome. I love it. I love the visuals. I love how that um, tone and aesthetic and the story stuff and the lore is all so consistent in yeah. vibe and feeling across at least like, so I've, played, I've tried Demon Souls and, and Bloodborne and 
the other ones that are di- not in that series are, yeah. that are more different. But the Souls one and, and Bloodborne, Bloodborne and Elden Ring, I guess, share that gothic sort of feel. Totally. And I love it. I love how it looks. It's holding up visually. It's like a 2016 game, so yep. it still looks great. And yeah, uh, being able to like directly translate the gameplay of initially Elden Ring and then Bloodborne and now this is so satisfying. Yeah. Like, oh, I know how to play these now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and to get so much um, satisfaction out of yeah, like just smashing your way through a level and then being like, oh great, I've got like two thousand souls and just having that loop down pat now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just started it, but I'm going to play all of it. You know what? <laughs> Who cares that these assholes can't bring out new games this year because of COVID? We're playing Monkey Island. Yeah. We're playing Dark Souls yeah. Three. Yeah. We're yeah. set up, baby. I got That's some right. JavaScript shit. I'm gonna play whatever. <laughs> also, yeah, there's a bunch of indie games that we'll probably talk about next week. Yeah, um, I've dipped dipped in on a bunch. Yeah, that are new. And we can uh, expand. Well, I, something that I want to get to, which I know you've been experiencing as well, Adam. Yeah. The uh, deep depression. Yeah, <laughs> not deep. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online members only oh, purchases oh, that one could make. Of a Hold Nintendo on, 64 I'm, and Mega Drive controller. We're actually not allowed to talk about this in front of Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. You've got to be a member. You true. and I had a, a great interaction in our chat where uh, <laughs> I said, because um, I, I got alerted, I kind of, I sort of had seen the email that they were on sale, but I'd sort of ignored it. And then uh, I was having lunch in Brisbane with friend of the show, Greg Larson, who was mm. like, I'm going to buy one of those controls. And I was like, yeah, what, that's a great, why aren't I doing that? So I, <laughs> I said to you, oh, I just... Um, I just bought the uh, N64 controller and you sent me... And you, you said to me, they're back on sale if you were interested. That's right, yes. Yeah. And then you sent me a <laughs> screenshot right. of the top of your order that just said, one Nintendo 64 controller. And I said, awesome. I went the full madman and got the Mega Drive one as well. And then you sent me another screenshot, which yeah, was just, I just slightly went in, slightly scrolled down yeah. to I now just see. uncropped the same yeah. photo. <laughs> and I've got sitting on the desk over there, uh, the, the, yeah, the Switch versions of the N64 and the Mega Drive controller. Yeah, I hadn't bothered with these that they'd done for the NES and the SNES uh, for no. whatever reason. but and, and I kind of was thinking, oh, they're just like a little knickknack. But there really is something to be said for how much better those games feel with those actual controllers. The 64 in particular, and I've always yeah. had this stupid problem with emulated 64 games if I've played them, is that the throw of the stick on the analog stick of the original 64 controller is much longer than right. a modern analog stick, which has a shorter distance that, that you was need my to travel. immediate response to picking this up and playing Super Mario 64. It feels it. completely different, Within right? two seconds, I was like... Oh, God damn it, Adam was right. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I mean, people listening who are a little younger than us, with now everything comes out, like a lot of stuff is cross-platform. Right. The Switch has multiple different control styles. If you play on PC, there's any number of ways you can play. Mm. It's easy to forget that there was an era where the games were really made for this one controller. And yeah. in the case of something like Super Mario 64, Designed around mm. showing you how to use this specific controller, and except for the D-pad. <laughs> yeah, how fucking weird that controller was too, where it had six face buttons, mm. except only really two of them were face buttons, and the other four were meant to be. They were the C buttons because they were meant to be camera controls right. specifically. Yep. Before they thought of, I'll put another stick on there. Yes. Yep. 
So there's kind of fewer buttons than you have access to with modern games. Yeah, and any games where, like if you're playing something with the Switch Pro Controller and the C buttons adjust the camera, then you can just use the right stick for that. But then there are some games where the C buttons are also buttons where you kind of have to do this stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, weird and it's like kind of hard to remember like what, you know, what's doing what. So just, yeah, it really, they are really worthwhile. And using the Mega Drive one too and remembering that it had that that crazy like eight directional D-pad. Like, oh, yeah. Everything just feels so different. Like, it feels, with that. they're so well made and uh, like kind of the right weight too. Yep. Like they feel weighty in a good way. They connect via Bluetooth to a PC as well yep. if you want to do that. Yeah. So you can use them as like emulator controllers, yeah. which uh, they're very, very high quality versions of the other similar things that you can get of that style for yeah, PC. Right. You can get a lot of very cheaply made USB N64 style controllers, but this is like, you know, made by the company the one, who yeah. made that mm. controller. I really want they to play... They blew uh, off the dust of the old machine in the factory. Yes. Yeah. Just cranked it back up again. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that uh, Sonic Origins game that's coming out since finding out that it's going to have like a little story mode thing in it where you just basically uh, yeah. play through all of the games in one interconnected little thing. But oh. there's like those animated little cutscenes that they were doing for oh, Sonic Oh, for Mania. the bonus DLC? Is that those cutscenes? Like if you buy the Super Deluxe I, Edition? I hope not. But <laughs> yeah, I think there's little things kind of like linking all the games together and making right. them feel like they're a one cohesive thing. And I was like, oh, this would be cool to play this with the with the little Mega Drive controller. Mm. But again, knowing Sega, I bet <laughs> I bet yeah. that's not an option. Or you have to pay, you know, twenty extra dollars to be able to do that. Yeah. Is that out that's that soon, right? In a couple of weeks or something. Yeah. End, yeah. Of, this, end of this month, right. I believe. But yeah, they're really they're, yeah, they're they're great products. I've been playing um a bit of Rystar. Rystar was a, a game made by Sonic Team. It was their attempt at like another mascot. Right. And he's he's pretty slow moving. He's a wry little star. Ooh. He's a wry little star. He um the main Like you yourself, Tommy. <laughs> thank you. He the way you control him is his you push a button to kind of send his arms out and you kind of grabs enemies and he kind of smashes them into himself and cool. kind of use the the angle of this the D pad to sort of aim and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like swing on things and getting momentum and you know ricocheting around the levels it's got like a very similar sort of like aesthetic and vibe in the music to the sonic games and he's great mm. bring back Rystar. make a new little Rystar game yeah. okay there's enough games on that switch online thing now too where if you're just buying it to use with a switch i don't think it's the craziest thing in the world right these controllers but fuck that shit is so weird because i remember they added some new games to it this week and i looked it up <laughs> yeah. on the nes they added pinball and on the super nes they added congo's caper and rival turf yeah <laughs> great yeah that once discussion they- about classics came in handy for this episode because <laughs> now we've got an example of what is not once they're getting into that territory it's like people are always like oh apparently they're about to drop the game boy online for it it's like yeah, yeah when you're putting up what is it Kronko's congo's congo's caper congo's caper it's like <laughs> drop the get you've run out of steam on this one that's yeah. why you've got all the games on there that you need you've got everything on there that people want to play you don't need to pad it out with uh yeah, yeah congo's conquer Ko- you've got Ko- the ones on there that you can that you have the licenses for that aren't too tricky for you to put on there yeah chuck on uh yeah chuck on some game boy shit Get, Get us all the yeah. Wario games. Mm. But whatever, yeah, those controllers are uh, really, really well made and uh, certainly not an essential thing. But I'm also keen, I haven't done this yet, but I think it works, mm. to use them as a controller for regular games. 
I would I, love oh. to play a new game with that 64 Because they work controller. with the menu. Like, you can you yeah. can scroll through the menu. So, I, I did think that. I, like, if you... Like, the Mega Drive controller has... Like, I, I God, I love the Mega Drive controller. Six. Three buttons in a row. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. good. And it's so massive <laughs> yeah. for what it is. It's just like I, back when they were called pads. Massive yes. but pretty light at the same time. Yeah. You um, can chuck it across the room. That's when people got into that habit of throwing <laughs> controllers yeah. Yeah. nowadays. I would love to play, yeah, something on the Switch that is pretty, like, that is really using all the buttons with a Mega Drive controller that just has the three buttons on it just to see yeah. how it how it divvies them up. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's what I want too. Someone should make a game specifically for the Mega Drive controller then. Do it for yeah. us. We'll talk about uh, yeah. we'll talk about it maybe. <laughs> but also we might it might just pass us by and we won't bother talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And if it's bad, it. <laughs> we'll be genuinely critical of it. So, you know, no pandering. Um, but we talk about plenty as we, we have done this week. Yeah. We've talked for an hour. Yep. And that's all we're obligated to do. <laughs> We're not even obligated. No, we're not even obligated to talk. There's no union making us do anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Filthycasuals.com.au for all the stuff that we do. Get on the Patreon. Get yourself a bonus little episode. And and also worth mentioning that it's it's, uh, you instantly get access to the full back catalogue of them. So there's heaps on there already. There's so much. The live show, July the 2nd, comedyrepublic.com.au. Yes. For tickets to that. Uh, We will see you there. Check out all our videos on YouTube. We've just finished a series of a uh, full motion video dating game that we people played. Are, people are fucking loving it. People are frothing that Get one. around it. Yep. I think we'll do something similar soon. Yes. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that one. So, yeah. Tons of videos on mm. the channel. So, uh, check them out. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Classic adjective. Judged over. A period of time to be the highest quality and outstanding of its kind. Okay. So even the definition doesn't have a definition. What about a we'll period talk- period of time of like 60 minutes? <laughs> Would yeah. that be enough? Like 59, 43, 44, 45, something around that. Okay. Plus intro. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a classic. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.